Welcome to the Small Business Sessions from Enterprise Nation, sponsored by Starling Bank. We're a podcast packed with inspiration from entrepreneurs who've been there and done it, and advice from experts on the topics you need to know to start and grow a brilliant business. Head to enterprisenation.com forward slash podcast for more information, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Welcome back to the Small Business Sessions from Enterprise Nation, sponsored by Starling Bank. I'm Dan Martin, a small business journalist, and big thanks for joining us. Well, on this week's show, we're talking funding, which I know will be an issue of interest to every entrepreneur listening. Uh, joining me to share their tips on how you can find the right funding for your business is Ollie Krishnan from Starling Bank and Ryan Hyde-Smith from Funding Options. Hello to you both. Hey, Dan. How are you going? Good, thanks. Big thanks for joining us. So, first of all, just to set the scene... Um, how do businesses owners know when they need to seek external funding and how do they know how um, much to ask for? Um, Ollie, would you like to start there? Yeah, sure. I mean, personally, my background is I, I look after, you know, Starling's accountancy and lending partnership uh, channels. So I typically speak to a lot of our partners along with some business customers. And typically the key indicators that we see are, you know, usually a shortage of working capital, which may arise and, in that case alone can help bridge any gaps caused by seasonality or more recently the pandemic. Um, and, and, and obviously with that uh, shortage of capital, you know, naturally you'll need potentially a loan to take advantage of those new opportunities that arise. Um, we, we typically find as well that, to, uh, you know, a, a need to purchase new assets. So that might be new equipment, machinery, uh, or anything really that you'll need as a business to drive improvements for products, services, or the businesses that you're offering, uh, you know, the services that you're offering as a business. Um, we also find that growth funding, um, you know, is, is a really popular one. So whether that be growing the team or getting a new premises or going international um, as an organisation, that's also a, a popular one that we've come across. Um, the, the final one that we see a lot of as well, um, especially given the climate, is um, debt restructuring. So if you need to restructure the company's debt, uh, a loan that can potentially consolidate that, and putting those borrowings into an area to reduce the costs can help naturally a business make their finances more manageable. So that that for me is you know some of the some of the reasons of, of when you, you typically seek some internal fund, external funding. Mm, brilliant. And Ryan, what would you add to that question? Yeah, I definitely agree with everything sort of Ollie says. I think understanding when you need the funding is always kind of half the battle. Um, I think it really does come down to sort of each business and their specific circumstances. What I would say is ideally you always want to be proactive rather than reactive when it comes to funding. Um, you know, we often fix businesses and one of the first things we'll ask is, you know, when do you require funding? And often the answer is yesterday. Um, it just shows you how pertinent sometimes the funding can really be for these businesses. Um, but I completely appreciate it. Look, it's a lot easier said than done, um, especially in these pandemic times. You, know, you can plunge into lockdown overnight and, and force to close the doors. But then also on the other side of things is reopen. It's hard to understand what those costs can be and stock purchase and everything like that. So, um, you know, I definitely agree to Charlie's point. It's having a really detailed understanding of what it is you're looking to achieve. Um, and that can really determine how much you're going to need. So if it's refinancing, to your point, uh, Ollie, in terms of debt retraction refinancing, it's pretty pretty easy to know how much you need because if it's 20 grand outstanding loan, you know that the amount of things is 20 grand. When you're looking at things like uh, funding future works, I think that's when it can get a little bit muddy in terms of understanding how much you need. What, what I would say to that, um, and when you know, we speak to customers, have an understanding of what, what's the ideal amount, but then also what's the ceiling amount, so what's the maximum that you think that cost could go up to, but then also what's the minimum amount that you require. So you don't want to be taking 
further debt and it's not going to actually allow you to do what you're looking to achieve. So having an understanding of those three figures I think will really help you when you actually go through funding and, and depending on what comes back in terms of approval or sort of gauge on, on what you can sort of progress with. Um, so those are the couple of points uh, when we're looking at terms of how much to apply for it but then also when you're looking to apply um, and then the timeline for that. So Ollie, have you got anything to add to that? Yeah, thanks, Dan. I was just going to add, you know, from our side, I think investing in technology, but also speaking with a, an accountant as a trusted advisor is really important. There's such a, a high range of, of, you know, software and apps that are available now to help from accounting to bookkeeping expenses, invoices, and, and, and ultimately help to file your taxes. So often a number of these different softwares have scalable plans and it can help uh, for different budgets and needs for different, different businesses and shapes and sizes. But ultimately, if you're connected to a software like Zero, QuickBooks, Free Agent, uh, out the Starlin Toolkit, or, or a cash flow forecasting software like Fluidly or Float, um, amongst some of the others like Futurio you know, and Fathom, it's just a, a very popular option that I typically see and come across a lot with, with our accounting partners that we work with. And being integrated with those softwares, it, it will undoubtedly help um, you, know, you, but also um, you know, the, the end lenders make a decision on your business. Um, and should hopefully streamline the opportunities to maximise your uh, your potential. Brilliant. Um, so there's obviously a, a, a wealth of options open to small businesses when it comes to funding. But what are the key options? Would you say, and how do how do businesses know which are the right ones for them? Um, Ryan, should we come back to you for that one? As you're from funding options, I feel we have to. <laughs> yes, it would uh, seem to uh, well placed for me to answer this, but. Um, yeah, in terms of their options and what they would potentially be viable for or, or what's going to be the right fit for the business, um, I think a good place to start is kind of breaking down business finance into those four pillars and then all the products will fall underneath that. So those four primary pillars, you've got asset finance, which is securing finance against tangible assets, you know, plant machinery, uh, could be soft assets like tables and chairs and, and computer equipment. There's invoice finance, which is financing against receivables. So and you can secure the finance against an outpaid or outstanding invoice. You've got property finance, which is your sort of commercial finance and bridging development finance. But then you've got the unsecured finance as well. So I think, you know, when we're looking at what options are going to be the right fit, I think it's it comes back to the point of having a really detailed understanding of you know, what it is you want to achieve with the funding. And that will then inevitably determine what line of credit is going to be the right solution for your business. Um, so, for example, if you're looking to buy a, a car or, or vehicle um, or plant machinery, you know, asset finance is probably going to be the right lens for you. Conversely, if you're looking for some working capital uh, facilities or evolving credit facility, your unsecured finance is going to be the right fit. Once you understand that, it's always you can then, I guess, um, focus down into those four pillars and what those products are going to be. And then that comes down to what repayment method are you going to look for? Um, are you looking for something to spread the cost over five years? It is a, a short, sort of acute uh, cash flow issue that you want to, to address and maybe a shorter term loan will be the right option. So having a really detailed understanding will really work. Um, what we're able to do and, and being funding option, being an intermediary across all those four pillars, we can get really creative with it. So, for example, the option might even be an unsecured working capital facility to, to help with some growth or development or pay wages, whatever it might be, but you might have some you know, assets in the background in the balance sheet. So what we could potentially do is, you know, release some of the equity in those assets and to, to cash into the business to be used however you best see fit. So there's a lot of different ways that we, we can structure it, but I think it really comes down to, to a detailed understanding of what it is you want to achieve, and then from there we can then match you with, with the right options. Mm. 
Uh, that was great. Really good overview. Ollie, did you have anything to add to that? Yeah, I, I think from, from Stalin's side, obviously, you know, generally when it comes to banking, you know, there are so many different funding options that are available there from, you know, lenders and alternative lenders in the market. You know, generally speaking, bank loans are often a, a better option for maybe the more established business where, you know, banks are going to be looking for a proven track record. And it is going to be harder if the business is just starting out and they're less established with, with, with not as much trading history for, for a loan with a bank. Um, but again, with the, go- the government recovery loans uh, that have been out, uh, that have just come out, you know, we're in the process of being accredited for that scheme. And again, the criteria will vary from different provider to different provider. But I think that's where we'll probably be best placed to help on on the unsecured side. Brilliant. Um, so what are some of the common mistakes business owners make when seeking funding and what are your tips on how they can avoid making those mistakes? Ryan, would you like to advise on that one? Yeah, the fir- first mistake and a common mistake we, we typically see um, is is in relation to price. Um, now, so what I, what I mentioned about that is is more surrounding interest rate. Now, we, we often see sort of customers got, get quite caught up on the interest rate of a loan. Um, now, it's absolutely a very important facet of debt, absolutely. However, there are many sort of other considerations to take into account. So what customers really should be focusing on in conjunction with, with interest rate is looking at the total cost of the loan and what the total cost of borrowing will be. Um, so I use the example, you know, a loan at 15% over one year as a cost of finance and borrowing is less than a loan at 5% over five years. So if you're going to be using a loan, there's acute uh, need for funding and you're only going to need it outstanding for a couple of months, it could be in your interest to be looking at a potentially higher interest rate loan over a shorter period because the cost of borrowing will be cheaper than a lower interest rate locked in for five years. It's always good to, to look at the overall picture of the loan. The other considerations when, when taking debt um, is looking at what security is required from the lender. So is it a debenture, other personal guarantees, but also what flexibility does the facility what flexibility does the facility provide? So some lenders will lock you in for the full term, but other lenders will allow you to repay early and overpay without retaining interest. So it's always look over when borrowing funding is to, to look at the total total picture of the loan uh, and all the different facets that go into it. The, the second mistake uh, we often see and one that can be avoided is clients only wanting to apply to their you know, traditional high street business bank and not explore alternative options that you know if they if they are declined. So we actively encourage a business to explore all options, and that means outside of their traditional high street business bank. The reason for this and, and the reason why this can be a mistake is typically the high street lenders receive slower decision times uh, and with a lower approval rate. So this results in customers investing a lot of their time applying for documents, collating those documents, uh, and going through the underwriting process to ultimately receive a decline. So the funding options, you know, we provide a free, no obligation service that allows customers to explore, explore across all 200 lenders and often receive a decision within days. And, you know, Starling, as a digital bank, their application process would, would fit into those timescales as well. So the benefit is, is, you know, of this is we can leave an application um, or an approval on ice while the bank application is being reviewed. And if the outcome is not in your favour of an approval, the business can proceed without delay on their finance requirement that we're able to source for them. In the same vein, um, the other thing we find is, is clients under the impression if they are declined by their business bank, that they'll likely be declined by every other lender out there. And that, that's absolutely not the case. You know, we're an accredited platform of the government business uh, bank referral scheme. And we repeatedly see each and every month, you know, businesses uh, that have been declined from their traditional high street business bank 
receiving funding from alternative lenders out there like the Starlings of the world. The Small Business Sessions are sponsored by Starling Bank. Starling is the digital bank reimagining banking for how the world works now. Its award-winning business account has helped thousands of businesses cut down on admin and do more of what they love. Say goodbye to branch queues, monthly fees and card readers, and hello to instant payment notifications, smart seamless accounting and 24-7 support. Best of all, applying for an account takes just minutes from your phone. Download the Starling Bank app today to find out why Starling was voted Britain's best bank three years running. Obviously, the COVID pandemic uh, we know has been very challenging for small businesses. So coming to you, Ollie, how, how has um, Starling been, been helping small businesses over this time? Yeah, for Starling, it's been, you know, actually the, a really new period of lending for us as a, as a bank. We started lending um, back in December 2019 with standard term debt sort of overdrafts and, and, and term debt loans. Um, and, and then very quickly, we became accredited with the British Business Bank. Um, back in April last year to support the bounce back loan and C-bills, uh, the coronavirus business interruption loan scheme. Um, and, and in terms of you know what we were able to lend, we've supported nearly 2 billion um, of lending to small businesses, which I think uh, achieved to, to over 50,000 loans that were issued to businesses, as well as the additional 5,000 businesses that we supported with top-ups as well in that period. So we, we've, we've been really proud, but also busy to understand the needs of supporting those businesses over such a challenging time. Um, I mean, in, in terms of you know, what we're looking to do next as well, we're, we're currently in an application process with the British Business Bank to hopefully become accredited with the recovery loan scheme as a, as a next step for us. So we understand that whilst we've helped support these businesses and in, in a really tricky period, there's still a lot more to do to um, you know, get the businesses back onto full track. So you know, for us, that's been a really core area of our focus and hopefully will remain a part of our focus until the end of the, the recovery loan scheme um, subject to accreditation. Brilliant. Um, and Ryan, I guess you've seen quite a demand, I imagine, funding options over, over the last year. Um, you've seen quite a, 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 what sort of demand have you been seeing on, on, on your service? Yeah, absolutely. Demand has been significant, really. Um, I think during that initial sort of couple of months of, of lockdown, I think in terms of total requested amounts, it exceeded a billion in, in a couple of weeks. Mm. Um, but yeah, to, to Ollie's point, where, where a lot of the demand and focus for customers has been, and, and understandably so, is in the government-supported lending schemes, which is you know, your bounce-back loans, your coronavirus business interruption loan scheme. So we've seen a lot of uh, customers requesting that and trying to gain access to those, those schemes. Um the other schemes in conjunction with, with also sort of the grants, um, you know, they have really provided a, a, a great lifeline to businesses during this period of disruption. Um, and I think furthermore that the job retention scheme through furlough has also allowed businesses to kind of reduce their fixed costs and outgoings during that first half of lockdown. Um, it, it's, it's definitely been a, an exceptionally challenging year for, for a number of businesses. Um, you know, obviously some sectors are going to be more impacted than others, you know, um, but but as an intermediary, what's been interesting is we kind of sit between that supply and demand side. So we kind of we get exposure across all the different business sectors, um, and we see all types of loan purposes for all reasons. Um, so obviously the sector's been impacted the most. You've got hospitality, entertainment, and travel, but there are also sectors like you know, logistics and, and tech that have really seen an increase in trading. So that's been quite interesting 
to see on both sides the impact um, for, for businesses across the different sectors. Obviously, taking on all, all taking on these loans, you know, there comes these are debts, so it's something that businesses have got to manage. So, what would your advice to be to businesses on on managing managing those debts? Ryan, I'll come back to you for that one. Yeah, look, I'm not really sort of in a position to advise in, in terms of debt and, and what they should should be doing. I think the best place to start is, is really. Uh, having a conversation with their accountant or their independent financial advisor um, and trying to get a really detailed understanding of how they're going to manage their debt. I guess, you know, t- talking from experience and speaking with customers um, in terms of debt finance, I think it kind of loops back to those sort of points mentioned previously. It's been fine for funding, know exactly what you're looking for to achieve with the funding and have an idea of the amount. Um, as this will really determine the, the correct loan type, the term, but also the flexibility required within the contract. Um, you know, debt should really be seen as something that's going to allow your business to achieve whatever that is, um, whether it's pay staff or take on a new contract, whatever it might be. But I think going into debt, having an understanding of what you want to achieve um, will really set the groundwork in terms of what, what next in terms of the product and, and the pricing and everything that goes with that. Um, another thing is just, I guess, just... Um, is to look at, you know, if there are any high, if you do have existing debts in the business, that is you know, high interest debt or high monthly repayments, and it, it is crippling cash flow, things to also consider and worth exploring, just some refinance options as well. So we can potentially reduce costs and, and monthly repayments. So that, that's one way we, we can look to um, potentially reduce total cost of borrowing is through a refinance method. Mm. Um, Ali, I, I guess it would be similar similar advice, wouldn't it, from you on, on that question? Yeah, I mean, from, from my side, I think we'll all agree that, you know, managing your finance for your business is crucial for any successful small business. And, and whether you have a dedicated accountant and that's a cost you're already paying or you handle everything yourself, you, you fundamentally need, you know, a solid process in place for tracking your financial health as a business. So, you know, setting those expectations out to track your performance, knowing what your future options are. I think that builds a solid foundation to set you up to make the right decisions for your business. But as Ryan said, yeah, we're, we're in a similar position as, as, a, as a bank, um, you know, that we can't provide advice in this area directly. But what we would always say is, we, you know, we'd always point our customers in the right direction for free. You know, there's fantastic independent debt advice that's out there. Um, and, you know, we'd always recommend for people to speak to an expert, know all your options and, and doing your research is really important. Um, what I would say, there is probably a, a couple of standout points and suggestions that I personally um, would make, which is, you know, investing in good technology, softwares and apps and getting that ecosystem to talk. As I, as I mentioned, where a lot of the accounting partners that we work with will be using the likes of Azero or QuickBooks and also connecting that data to cash flow forecasting software. And then also speaking to their bank is going to give the business a much clearer projection of what their cash flow is and where those gaps may arise. Um you know, checking your cash flow as frequently as possible every day if you can to make those informed decisions will help. You know, mapping out your expectations, understanding what those financial options are, like Ryan said, and, and knowing what your responsibilities are, um, you know, as the end business and, and, and as a director of the firm, you know, what, what that is going to be for yourself. So I'd personally say that that's fundamentally the most important things. And, and like Ryan said, you know, working out a budget to deal and prioritise your debts, whether that's consolidation, uh, if you're in that position, or getting help with late pay- late payments through sort of credit control. Um, ultimately, that will help you gain better control over your cash flow and reduce any unnecessary spending as well. So, um, yeah, hope- hopefully that helps from my side, but I'm- I am limited on what I can personally say. But 
there's definitely a couple of opinions from from myself. Oh, that was brilliant. And and like like you said, accountants are often a business owner's best friend. And um, we've actually got another episode on on this series of the small business sessions with an accountant. So do do listen to that one for some tips. And just finally, obviously, we yeah. we brought you both here uh, from Starling and, and Funding Options together. So how how are you working together? Um, how have you come together to to help small businesses? Ollie, would come back to you on that one. Yeah, so I mean, we're we're really happy and proud, um, you know, to to be working with Funding Options as a leader in this space. Um, you know, we we were added to their lending panel back in April, um, and and you know that includes over 120 uh, lending partners on on Funding Options side, but. Fundamentally, we we as a bank have worked with um, accountants for a couple of years now as a, as a way to introduce clients to support their business banking needs. And it was probably about six months ago, really, when um, you know Stalin asked if I could build a lending uh, referral program to to start working with leading lending platforms and credit brokers in the UK. And um, funding options was certainly one as a as a highly regarded partner that I wanted to you know form and build a relationship with. To ultimately support more SMEs, and I think by joining forces with funding options, we should hopefully be making it easier for small businesses, definitely to get access to the funds that they need to survive, grow, um, and flourish in, in, in such a challenging time. But hopefully, a, a period of recovery as well for small businesses. Well, thank you so much, both of you. That was so much good advice there, like demystifying the world of business finance. I think business owners will have picked up a lot of tips and they can go off happy to find the funding that they need. Um, So Ryan and Ollie, thank you so much for joining us on the Small Business Sessions. Cheers, Dan. Thanks for having us. Thanks, Dan. Thanks for having us, Matt. You've been listening to the Small Business Sessions from Enterprise Nation, sponsored by Starling Bank. Head to enterprisenation.com forward slash podcast for more information. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe and we'll see you next time.